There's nothing more humbling and inspiring and attractive than witnessing somebody be truly and uniquely exceptional. Except, of course, for their journeys. Maybe it's luck. Maybe it's genetics. Maybe it's work ethic. Scott and I wanted to see if we could discover what makes some of the universe's most incredible humans the successes they've become. And ultimately, find out exactly how they became... Ugh, so good. Hi, you guys. Wow. We are back are with back. Ugg You're So Good, season two. I'm not sure if this is the first episode Who of season knows? two. Who knows? We're going to figure that out. But we have an amazing <laughs> guest, my favorite drag queen of all time. I'm not just saying that. She truly is. She was a contestant on season 10 and was Miss Congeniality. And then won All Stars. Yes. And she's fucking iconic, I guess. <laughs> she's like the most beautiful voice I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Like an she's... opera singer on the side. <laughs> it's rude. Everyone, welcome. Monet Exchange. Hello, Yay. hello, 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 hello. Yes. I say we are, we are in like a very Brooklyn setup right now. I know. I yes. feel like when people think of Brooklyn, this is what they think they're going to get. And they get a shitty apartment in like East New York or something. Yeah, we're in my cousin, we're my cousin's roof because of COVID. And there's like um, love... her boyfriend, Woods. His name is Woods. And he's like, Clearly, a oh, gardener. very Brooklyn name. <laughs> like Woods. everything around here Woods. is like they invent. They're happening. growing all these plants. Oh anyway. wait! Oh, this is yeah. This, oh my god! Is that like was that an apple tree? Yeah, they're like they're. It's crazy. I mean, it was crazy this summer. They had like tomatoes. Whoa. They had all sorts of shit. Yeah, I don't have a green thumb at all. I don't like Me to neither. grow things. <laughs> I don't think that's my calling in life, and I'm okay with that. You have enough callings, right? You have enough. I agree. I agree. Um, we're so excited to have you. Um, I I guess like I have endless questions, but yeah, I, I kind of want to know like how how it all started for you because yeah, I know you're from St. Lucia. Or you're born yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah, but born then, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then how did it begin? Yeah, so I was born in Brooklyn, um, and then I lived in St. Lucia until I was nine years old. So I lived for like nine months to nine years old, and um, yeah, I have to say, growing up in St. Lucia, obviously people were like, oh my god. Why would you ever come to America? But you know, like everyone's parents, like I want, yeah. I, I want you to have like a fierce life. And I, and I remember like watching like those like Disney shows and stuff, and seeing like those like quintessential like high school things. I'm like, I want, I want to yeah. have a school with a locker, and I want to like do all that stuff, right? You know what I mean? Like I was like, I want to have a cheerleading because schools in the islands and in in, like in, in St. Lucia and Jamaica, whatever, they don't have like cheerleaders and football right. teams, and it's not a right. thing. Do you think growing up in St. Lucia like shaped who you are? Like, do you think it like, most definitely? I know nothing about St. Lucia. Like, what's oh my, the vibe of St. Lucia? The vibe is uh, very chill, very yeah. island, but very strict. Like they like all schools have like corporal punishment. Like, wow, I used wow. I was a really active kid, like running around and stuff. And like when we would have recess, I would like run around and get crazy and do all kind of stuff. I would be like so. I'm still a very sweaty drag queen and I was a very sweaty kid. <laughs> and I would be like drenched in sweat when I would come from like recess and I would get like punished like with like beat with like a ruler. No. Oh for my being God. sweaty? Yeah, for being sweaty from recess. They were like, that you're going to have heart. fun but not too much fun. You know? Oh my so, God. Oh my, oh, are you allowed to be gay in St. Lucia? Oh, you're not. It is still legal but they are one of the more it's liberal the, it's islands. It's still illegal. It's still illegal now. Oh my God. But it, the tide is turning a lot and they just had their first Pride celebration this year. Wow. And I was like the headliner this year. So oh, well, virtually, yeah, obviously, because awesome. of COVID. Feel like really special to come oh. back to where you came from, like and get to be that proud it and like was the leader. Amazing when I yeah. saw the email, and you know they sent like an email to my booking thing, to my booking team, and then they, they sent it to me, my agent and stuff, and they were like, 
they're not offering any money. I was like, I don't care. I was like, I would literally, I would pay them to do it. Right. I was like, yeah. the fact that they're reaching out to me to be a part of it and like, and they're having their, well, it was their second annual pride, but the one before was like, I mean, it was like really small. I think it was like three people in the basement. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but this one was obviously much more of a big experience and it was this whole digital celebration. So I was like, so happy to be a part of it and, and I want to do it every year and yeah. hopefully it gets bigger and next year, outside of COVID, I can like, it can be an actual parade down there. You right. Know? Was everyone so lit for you? Yeah, oh my god, they were so queen. lit, and they were saying like I'm like one of the more like famous Saint Lucian Saint Lucian people. Yeah. I was like really? Okay. I mean, of course, Every- I believe you're you're famous everywhere. Like, why but wouldn't you be I in your mean, hometown? In the grand scheme, also the whole concept of celebrity and all that stuff is such a weird thing to me because it's you know it's very uh, 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 I don't know I don't I don't consider myself a, a famous person or a celebrity or whatever like that. So the whole thing is just weird to me. But anyway, the fact that they even think of me that way was like, right, yeah, you. And it was just so, it was so cool. You're definitely famous. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta break it to you. You're, you're famous. <laughs> do, your, do your parents? Do your parents live in St. Lucia? My parents still live there. Did yeah. they come to Pride, or is um, it still a big secret? No, 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 not a big secret. So, so funny story. So when I, so I moved to back to the states, whatever, and high school, college, everything, and from college, I came back and I was living back in Brooklyn. And um, right around like the second year I started doing drag, there was this Miss Gay Caribbean pageant that, that happens in Brooklyn. And then I'd heard about it and my friend was working and he was like, do you want to compete for St. Lucia? Like represent St. Lucia? I was like, uh, sure. How old are you at this time? I was um, 2015. So I was 25. Okay. Um, yeah, 25, 26. And um, 90s baby, nine, 1990. Hey, all of us. <laughs> um, and if you're 89, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, of course. Okay, Pussy. okay great. Um, Pussy. So, um, so I did the thing and I, I did the pageant and I, I ended up winning for St. Lucia. It was like my first pageant I ever did. I won for St. Lucia and um, they did these pictures on stage where myself, the winner, and the, the runner-up and the second runner-up were on stage. Picture, picture, picture. I was like, okay, this is cute. The next day, I woke up to like 27 missed calls from my mom. I'm like, this is weird. Why did my mom call me so many times? So I called her back and she was like, um, are you transgender? And I was like, uh, what do you mean? And she was like, there's this article in St. Lucia and it has you on the cover in this gown and this crown and you look like a woman and they're saying that you are the first transgender winner of a passion <laughs> in St. Lucia. And I was like, she said it to me and they... Oh my God. The, I guess they didn't know the, the, the correct language. Right. right. So that the that newspaper was, used the wrong language. Yeah, they said I was a trans woman, blah, 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 blah. And at that time, I still wasn't like super out to my mom. Like she knew that I did music theater and I right. did opera. <laughs> right. And I would like bring heels home and I was like, why are you bringing heels? Oh, this crazy production of Magic Flute. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> we're like wearing heels. It's so weird, Mom. I don't know. This is, was ugh. that hard to like keep that from her? It was so hard. And now in hindsight, they like love Drag Race. They love the show. Oh, that's oh, no. amazing. Like, my family texts about it. You know what I mean? So in hindsight, I wish I had like the bravery to like come out about it earlier. Yeah. But you know, nothing happens before it's time. And exactly. the fact that I had that experience, I talk about it often and other kids, you know, so… But it I was think weird, to me gosh. that actually makes you seem even more brave because I think to I think like doing drag can take some bravery. Yeah. You know, it's like you, not, first of all, it takes much endless talent, and performing takes bravery. Yeah. Let alone if your family, if you're worried about your, how your family might perceive yeah, it. Like to yeah. me, that's just that's even more brave than the alternative. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was deep, and and also my dad, like my dad, like this like really 
West Indian Caribbean dude. He like he's, he's telling me like, send me pictures of Monet. I want you to take a picture of, of you drinking. But he loves Heineken. If you're drinking a Heineken as Monet, so I can send it to all my friends. Like so, so now everyone they just love, love, love it. So I'm just good. Saying, oh, that's all, good. That makes me so good. happy. Um, do you have siblings? I do. Well, I have an I have an older brother who lives in um, Long Island, and he has he's like married with like two kids. Yeah, they're um, They're great. I, you know, I don't see them very often, which is so. You think we're all in New York today, right? right. Long Island, but. Girl, to get from Harlem to Long Island is a journey <laughs> and a yeah. trick. And, <laughs> and you're both working and he has You kids know, and, and traveling. Yeah. And then also with the whole COVID thing, I didn't want to go there and, you know, right, you know of course. infect their space sense. with my. Right. I, I just came back from like Florida a few weeks ago. I'm not trying to sell, right. but. Uh, yeah. You know. Right. Um, okay, so let's like talk about how you got into drag. What's the first Ooh. experience you had, the first time you did drag? Or like drag? even the first like inkling that like that's something, like, did you see it somewhere or did you. Were you, you inspired just... by someone? Yeah. Well, you know, I. Again, grew up in New York, and I remember, like, I used to take the train from Brooklyn to, um, I went to a performing arts high school, PPAS. Woo-woo, shout out, PPAS. We have great alumni, Alicia Keys. <laughs> oh, my That's God. Cool. Britney Spears went there for, like, six months. Oh, when wow. When she was living in New York. Um, Sarah Hyland from Modern Family. We were in the same uh, class Sarah. together. No way. Yeah, I love Sarah. Um, um, Taylor Momsen, but she don't work no more. Um, but God bless her. <laughs> and um, so I, w- I would take the train to Manhattan. And I remember like getting off the train. It's, I used to take the two train to 42nd Street then the one train to 50th Street. And I remember getting off at 50th Street and seeing drag queens like getting on the train. I'm assuming from work. And um, I think one of them was Flotilla DeBarge I would see. And I would see, um, I think there, there's a, a, a yellow jacket flying around. Yeah. There. I know. <laughs> and there's like screaming construction, but it's COVID. So it's okay. our way, the way we're living. This must be the most, the best high-tech mics in the world. We are outside, y'all. <laughs> I know, but yeah. I also am like, it's kind of charming. Like it the world charming. is falling it apart. Is really we're nice. doing the best we can <laughs> to get you content. Like, what do you want from us? So we were seeing these drag queens like at seven o'clock in the morning going to school. And I was like, this is weird. These people are scary. Why do these men dress like women? Ugh, who would ever do that? I always had that feeling about drag. And then in college, Peppermint used to come to my college and do oh, a wow. drag ball. Oh, cool. Um, my freshman and sophomore year, which was when they brought an entertainer from New York. I went to school in Jersey, um, Westminster. And uh, and she would come and do like a drag ball where she would like host a show. And all the freshmen and sophomores, we would go to like Payless and Target and like buy like drag so we can like perform for her. And uh, she was, Peppermint was like the first drag queen I saw in like real life. And like just... I remember seeing like her ability to make all of us who were so insecure and in the closet and all those things. Because I wasn't out yet. I was like, I guess I'll just do this drag thing. I mean, yeah. I don't really want to. Pretty but gay, but I'll, really I guess gay, I'll, bro, I'll, but, but like, I'll whatever. Like, I'll check do it, it out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Peppermint was the first person. And seeing how she like just made us all feel so comfortable and like, I, she was wow. my first like experience of like a drag queen. Wow. And from then, I was like, I want to do this one day. And now y'all are friends. Yeah. That's yeah, so now cool. we're friends. Now we're, we work all together all the time and Peppermint is like my drag aunt and I just, I, I love, I love, love Peppermint. She just has the best vibe. Honestly, one of the nicest people. So, she, she has this thing where um, you do something like shade and she's like, she goes to me, she's like, Monet, you black bitch. How dare you? I'm like, Peppermint. Like, Jesus. Jesus. So what was the first, like, the first time you did drag? Did you do your own makeup or did someone do it for you? Did you have a drag mother? Oh, girl, I did it myself. I went to Mac because everyone was using Mac. I don't know if you, you guys probably did it, but there was this guy on YouTube. His name was Petrolude, Misty Maven. And Petrolude was like the first person who did like tutorial, like makeup tutorials for like drag, you know? Oh, interesting. Like how to like contour and how to like make hip pads and how to like make a gaff so you can hide your junk. And like, so I would like watch his videos all the time. But, you know, Petrolude is a really uh, light-skinned black dude. So I was trying my best to kind of like 
take the colors he was using and try to find out what products it was and try to find my match mm. to... And he, he used all MAC stuff because he's a MAC makeup artist. And I remember going to MAC and be like, I had like this list. <laughs> a list. You're like this. Yeah. I was like, I want the Studio Fix powder <laughs> in this color for my... Oh my God. And yeah, so that's what... I kind of just did that. And I ended up spending so much money at MAC not knowing how to use any of the products. And just trying to make it work. And I, you know. Where were you working at the time? Oh, like I was make- working at all. I would just go to um, the Ritz nightclub. Used to have a party called Saliva Tuesdays. Now, y'all don't know. Saliva Tuesdays oh was lit. It was at the Ritz every <laughs> Tuesday night. And it would bring together all types of drag. Thorgy Thor used to host that show there oh, back nice. in the day. This was like 2012, 2013. But I think, but crazy things would happen at Saliva. And it was kind of like. You know, uh, my intro into like drag performance and drag styles and me not thinking that drag was just supposed to be female impersonation. Like you should be doing a Dolly Parton look or whoever. Like it was like these crazy avant-garde, like New York City club kid looks. People do these really interesting numbers. So that was like my… Yeah, I mean, it's like such incredible art. I think that's like one thing that I always wonder. Like to me, drag culture just is the beginning of like culture. Like I feel like whatever starts in drag culture, it's like high fashion. Like it yeah, eventually yeah. permeates. Oh, totally. So all the language in drag culture, everyone says it now. Everyone. And, I, and I, I'm like, does that start, like can you think of like specific queens who thought of like specific things? You know what I mean? Like, or is it more Ooh. just like too universal in the community? You know, um, I don't know if I attribute it all to like the queens I know, but I, I don't know. It's, like you saying, I don't know. Because sometimes I may hear someone say something first. But they fully yeah. got it from somebody else. Right, right, right. got it from somebody else. Right. So it's like so hard to pinpoint. Where it but came definitely from. queer yeah. culture in general has permeated… Uh, uh, queer black culture. Queer black culture, exactly. Exactly. Has permeated the atmosphere. And like everyone is like using those isms and those things. and Which is fine. It's just that uh, when people act like they invented shit. Right, like, that's Yeah, yeah do you get bothered when like a white gay is like, I'm gooped or whatever. <laughs> 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 I get bothered because you know, they saw the track and they love it. And, and for, for the most part, now I think we're being more socially aware and uh, to uh, to not act like shit is yours when it's not. Yeah, uh, but you know when you when, when you do see someone acting like they invented something, like girl, now right, <laughs> right, thing. it's like a blonde white girl thing, in Texas thing. who's like slay. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, I mean <laughs> they don't even know though. I feel like a lot of they I mean don't know, no, they, don't they don't know. know. You know, it actually like, comes from a nice place because they like like gay people. So no, of course, much. No, and you're like, oh, like the, the, your heart's in the right place. You got course. the right energy, girl. But, yeah, <laughs> but like also like learn. I think it's important to learn like the history of like the stuff that you're into. You know, like especially if you're benefiting from it, you know? So yeah. it's, but it's, I just have noticed that, that it's just, it's like everywhere. And it's, mm-hmm. and it seems, and it's and you so much so that you don't even really see where it came from. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just 100%. Like, um, I love that these mics have, so if y'all don't know, these mics, these mics have max, max, <laughs> masks on them. These are responsible this, mics. Yeah. I know, but again, this is speaking to high, high quality. <laughs> I know. How do we sound, Zeno? You know? We sound great. The sun just came out. Shining on us. Look at Jesus. Jesus is like, I'm going to shine on these hoes for a little bit. St. Lucia government's about to be mad at me. Have you ever been to any of the like fun Caribbean islands like that? St. Lucia? I'm going to the Dominican Republic on Wednesday. Jealous. Visit my boyfriend work. on set. Oh, because he's working. He's making she a movie. Actor. All right, you guys, it's time for my sweet angel of a boyfriend slash our mixologist on the show, Mark Manio, to make a drink. Time for a drink. Neighbor's boyfriend. Time to get wasted. So basically, the premise of this podcast mm-hmm. is we're obsessed with really successful, incredible people. So we try and invite really successful, incredible oh people God. like yourself to come and just like steal all your wisdom 
and try and tea. get some gossip. Okay. It's basically oh. just like all Scott and I want to do. Gossip. Talk I about do. ambition Please. and tea. So Please. we do this segment where Mark is our bartender, Scott's boyfriend, and we bring a drink that we feel like is our guest. Yes. Okay. And I feel like we nailed it with this drink. I think we nailed it. We brought Moe. <laughs> <laughs> One, because it sounds like Moe, obviously. But also, champagne is… Bubbly. Opulent. Classy. I love it. And that's rich you. Emotion. It's a rich yes. feeling. I love it. I'm also very scared of opening champagne bottles. So oh, he yeah. is. He won't I'm like them. deathly afraid really? of it. Really? Yeah, because that guy from Love Island uh, lost an eye. Did what? he really? Yeah. He was like partying and he shook up the bottle and went straight See, into his and eye. And it went in his People, eye and it blinded him. And I've, People, since then, like I can't do it. I can't saddest. open a bottle. And so that's now Mark so won't do sad. it. Well, do you know, I learned when you twist that the metal part off, it's exactly six twists. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. Now, do One, it. Count if you don't two, believe me. Three, four. Five, six. Uh, what I told, we told y'all. you, you were successful. <laughs> She's and an honest queen. <laughs> Scott and I are big, Ooh, big yes. drag race fans, so we just want to know. Everything. Oh yeah, all the drag race stuff. Oh my god, please, listen, I'm sure I'm no one's ever book. talked to you about drag race before. Ah, <laughs> uh, once in a while. Wait, I had some questions like that. I really once get, in the blue. Do you get tired of talking about it? No. Oh my god, I love that because people yeah. are like, "Do you get tired of talking about the origin of pentatonics or whatever?" And I'm like. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I literally. I sometimes love get tired it. talking about the first. I my first record deal. Well, I was signed to Adam Levine, and people ask me about that all the time. But I'm not signed to him anymore, so that's less fun to talk. Yeah, you, know, you know what I oh, mean? Right, it's, it's like, like it feels like a breakup. It feels yeah. like someone's asking me like my ex boyfriend all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel that. enough is enough. But I feel that. okay, so how many times did you audition for the show? Oh, I auditioned uh, six years. Oh, five years. I auditioned oh, for wow. season six. Seven, eight, nine, and I got on ten. Oh my god, wow. I love that. Oh my god, yeah, I, I was, I was really hardcore about it. And You're like, then, I'll keep so, going. actually, on my YouTube channel, I do this thing where I, where I react to my old YouTube, my, my old audition tapes. I just did I my the first that. one, season six, and looking back at it, I was like, this bitch really thought she was gonna get on Drag Race, <laughs> girl. I had nothing. I was, I had no clothes. I had maybe two wigs. I was living in Portland because I was working with Portland Opera at the time. And I, oh, wow. I mean, I was, I, I was a mess. And the fact that I thought, if, what if I got a cast? I would have, I most definitely went home first. I was a mess, <laughs> a mess, a mess. In a mess. your audition taste, did you sing opera? Did you show your opera chops? I did in that one. Ooh, that's good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hit the back of the throat. <laughs> um, in the first one, yeah, I, I did a little Carmen. I did a little um, habanero. Will you sing it a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no pressure. I also cannot sing right now. Uh, yeah, I, I oh, see. Now, what Sky is not telling you is that they already gave me a, a shot of vodka. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, so and now we're drinking champagne. So I'm about to. I have the studio later. I'm gonna be, be lit in the studio, girl. Yes, that's the best. That's I the love best. being drunk in the studio. That's my I can't favorite sing thing. when I'm drunk, though. Oh, really? I no. feel like I'm so confident when I'm drunk that I'm really? like, oh, no. I'm like, no, I have a friend. I'm not going to say her name, a director in the city. And like, she gets, I mean, obliterated, hops up on any drug that they sell show. on the Eastern seaboard. <laughs> and it is three o'clock in the morning and she starts to sing and she sounds um, I'm like, how? I mean, that's like Amy Winehouse. When I watch Amy True. Winehouse, I'm like, how are you do? How yeah. are you doing? Yeah, she this? Can barely yeah. walk she's on stage. She's never sung a wrong note. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? It's crazy. That's such a it's crazy, crazy. ability. Um, okay, wait. So you were your first first auditions. You're like, what was I thinking? A mess. A mess. But okay, so, I, what but I love about that is, first of all, I totally relate to that. Like sometimes <laughs> I listen to like my first songs. And I was that I was so sure about were like yeah. massive hits, and I was like, "What? With like, I don't oh, I even know. know what's going on here. Like, what are you? What's happening? The I video. I've tried more. to 
hide on YouTube. Interscope owns it. I can't get rid of it. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Our like, first I, music video, I'm like, what am I going to do when the paparazzi's outside yeah. the house? <laughs> like, this, I just don't know if I can but handle I think, this. I think we talk about this in the podcast all the time that like delusion is a really important oh. ingredient. Oh my God. It's it's, it's a necessity. I agree with this. <laughs> I I one hundred percent agree because it gives you the confidence that you need at the time. Yes. That you need it, you and know? you can't be successful unless you have like this insane optimism and confidence uh-huh. on a delusional level. Yeah. 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 Agreed. 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 Okay. So, which audition did you? Was there any audition where you're like, I was robbed? Like I should have um, made it. Season, oh well. Season. Oh, this is something. Um, season nine. I had a really good tape because okay. I, I don't. I, I don't know if y'all know, but the Dragos auditions are. They're, they're intense, really right? intense. Yeah, it, they they require so much material from you. Really, you have to give them so much stuff. Like you end up sending you end up sending in the tapes are normally between like twenty and like thirty minutes. Wow, and you mm-hmm. have to answer like forty or fifty questions in and out of drag. You have to do an acting challenge. You have to send them a sewing challenge. A snatch game, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you have to do oh, two you snatch game characters. Oh wow, it was my Angelou, just my favorite thing so I've ever good. seen. <laughs> <laughs> ever. What's interesting is like not every singer auditions for. Like reality shows, right? Like you never did. I never did. But like every drag queen that literally exists, I feel auditions for RuPaul's Drag Race because it's it's an automatic career if you're Uh on the show. Yeah, yeah. So So, it's probably so competitive. Season nine, I really felt like I turned it out, and I was first round alternate. So I had did like all the things I did. I got the first call, then I did the psyche valve, and after the psyche valve, you get the third call telling you like if you got on the show, like definitely. Um, So I had I I gotten that, and they're like, hey. But actually, you're gonna be first round alternate. So we already have oh, the queens no. one from New York. So if one of them can't for whatever reason, we'll give you a call back, and then you do you, you crush? I was so crushed. I was yeah. like, uh, no. that happened to me on The Voice. I was first alternate. Really? I, I, I like I like moved that. into the hotel and was supposed to be on Voice season one, and then they did the same thing. They were like, actually, if if this other guy drops out, he's very similar to you. Then we'll call you. I was like, he's not gonna drop out, right? Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I had no idea. In a way, it's almost more insulting because you're like, oh, I'm just literally your second choice. Like, you literally, if you can't get what you want. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. But then season 10, it happened. Season 10 happened. And when you got the call that you got it, were you like, did you cry? Were you so excited? Uh, I didn't cry, but I was definitely really excited. I was like, oh my God, this is finally the moment I've been waiting for. And I was like, oh, season 10. I was like, it's the 10th one. They're going to like make it really different. So in my mind, you could not tell me that when we got there, they were going to make it like a real world situation where we we're going to be like in a house yeah. and they were going to like film us. Like I, because we also, when we like signed the contracts and stuff, some of the wording made it seem like that was going to happen. So I was like, oh. oh my God, it's going to be so major. The first season that they do this like American's Next Top Model like 24-7 thing. Right. Did you have a phone? That's happen. so random. No, no. They don't Bro, as soon as you land at LAX on that plane with your five suitcases, they take away everything from you. Wow. You have wow. no wallet. You have no keys. You have no phone. You have no dignity. You have nothing. Okay? Wow. Nothing. I thought that because I was like, the queens on the show like, get so dramatic and like at times that I'm like this really fucks with their mind there's oh, no yeah. way they have yeah. their phone or anything yeah, or internet no tether to reality except you're in a shitty hotel that has like seven channels one of them is is, uh, is Food Network and the other one all you can watch is Naked and Afraid yeah. so that's literally all I watch I watch <laughs> Chopped and Naked and Afraid oh, every single episode does anybody have. ever fall in love like any like anybody not on my season apparently yeah. Vanessa and Vanjie really did I mean, Vanessa oh, Vanjie and, and, and Brooklyn uh, and uh, Brooklyn really did and that's I, the and only time I've seen like romance yeah, the only on the show. Time. It kind of surprises well, me. Well, this past season, uh, they it was Crystal and Gigi that kind of had like a uh, thing, but I don't think they do anymore. 
But um, from what I know, especially, well, because Vanessa is like a hopeless romantic. Like, she like okay. loves love and she loves like very Mark. all of that. Very so, very yeah. Very so, Vanessa is very you. What's your and sign, so Mark? I definitely Aries. believe them. Uh, you're you're an Aries? Aries? That no, shocks me. I actually don't. You're why, the opposite of an Aries. That's what's I've crazy. I've never bonded with my sign or astrology Are in you general. sure it's the right thing? Yeah. <laughs> And I, I've I refuse like to believe you're an Aries. No, actually, if you go down the list of everything about an Aries, he doesn't match any. You're not an Aries. Really? I, I know. I well, could. are you a cusp? When were you? April 10. No, oh, no yeah. that's you're, right you're a full ass Aries. Yeah. What, what are you? I'm a cusp. I'm a, I'm a um, Pisces and Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. I love Aquarii. I know. I um, love her. <laughs> I love her too. Else she's my boo. I love her so much. Oh. She's so kooky and she's so weird and crazy. I love her. Did you enjoy your season 10 experience or All-Stars experience more? Uh, you know, I think season 10, I think that the rapport that we had on season 10 was super organic. And not to say that one All-Stars 4 wasn't organic, but it was more fun. Like, all those, all those like, interactions between, like, myself and Asia and Monique yeah. that you saw on the show and also, like, in the extras. Those were, like, so real. Right. Such a good season. It was, it was so, so fun good. to see people actually connected. You know? Like, and everyone's really getting their chance on yes. a season. On yeah. All-Stars, it's like they've been touring and making uh-huh. money and shit. But, like, and everyone, like, to control like, their narrative. Less, like, yeah. and they're, it's not as green, so I feel like people are less, they're a little bit more jaded, maybe. Like, I feel like in the Definitely. season 10, everyone's so excited. Oh, 100%. Like, it's like, yo, we're about to be famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I definitely love my season 10 experience. But then I love All Stars 4 because I met, like, Naomi, and now Naomi and I are such good friends, and I fucking love her. She's one of the Best I things only- ever. We she helped me like smuggle drugs into Europe. And when I say drugs, I mean marijuana. I don't yeah. do anything else, not to judge. But, but she sent Manila home. How do you feel about that? Oh, and I agreed with her. When <laughs> I mean Manila was the bitch- fiercest competition, so it was oh, a smart well, move. Yes, but when she put my lips in the semi home over Latrice, who was doing worse than me, I was like, You're going down. I was like, oh, I will yeah. put cyanide in your cocktail <laughs> I was oh I am very vindictive when she put my lipstick I was like I will never trust her ever again right. and she's done oh, she wow. had blood on her to hands quote honey Winfred Sanderson she toast <laughs> she's toast <laughs> All right, you guys, that concludes part one of our conversation with Monet Exchange. Part two will be up next week. Be sure to tune in. 